showed me that the Indian women like to store them, to store them about the, the type of vessels that you clean. So the smaller the vessel, it's going to be filled, but it's going to be very small. So it depends on how big the vessel you brought this morning, amen. So if we can just stand on our feet, just to kick off our worship service. And uh, I have a tendency of saying that uh, you, you turn around, greet them your neighbor, and say, God bless you. But uh, you have to do it with a smile because I'm going to make you do it again.
Oh, <laughs> 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Once more, Lord Jesus, we humble ourselves coming unto thee. We said thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you have done unto us, O God. Just for preparing us this morning to come to your house so that to come and worship and give you honor and glory. Father, we said also thanks for the gift that you have granted unto us, O God. The gift that are blessings us, O God. We can't without them, O Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you for everything that you have done, Lord. Signika imbeko tukomesungleyo. Koba wena ufanelwe kukbongwe. Ukufanelwe kukutenjwa tukolungleyo. Kapandlen kwako asunoku azupega pambili. Koba utembekile tukolungleyo. Siabulela nako kongo tewa senzela kona. Lord Jesus, we are under expectation that you will deal with us, oh God. Thank you that we are in the house of judgment. Our judgment is now because we'll come to judge the world, O oh God. Lord, we are so blessed to be here, O oh God, that you can speak in our hearts, O oh God. Lord, you speak, but we still need more of thee. We still hunger for you, O oh Lord Jesus. Thank you for using the men that been tested by you, O oh Lord Jesus. We say thank you for everything as we're still under expectation that you're still going to bless with the songs and your word, oh God. We ask to do everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. You know, I believe that uh, we came here and some with a contrite spirit and then some, some with also feeling our God in us. But it's my care and my belief this morning that we're not going to get out of that door the same people. Amen. We're going to get out of the door and say, didn't we hear him speaking to us this morning? Amen. So I just want us to sing a few clapping songs. Uh, just uh, check your neighbor if he's got uh, his hand on the water. Because we're going to start clapping this morning. Amen.
Washington. We we'll just come forth and say the word of prayer for the offering. Uh, Brother Washington, let us bow our heads. Father, we want to thank you once again this morning. We want to thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. As thou said, you know, where you said, where two or three are gathered in my name, I'll be amongst them. Lord, heaven, Father, we can feel your presence here amongst us, Father. We want to thank you, Father, for granting this opportunity, Father, to sit around the table to face the man from heaven. Heavenly Father, as you can see, your children have come this morning expecting to hear from above. Heavenly Father, it's one of the ordinances that you've put before us, Lord, of taking the offerings, Father. You say the service won't be complete without the taking of offerings, Father. We do it, Lord, Heavenly Father, because it's part of worship. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, that... You've blessed us, you've blessed us, Father. That's why you come back, Father, and pay back into the house of the Lord. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, when you just blessed, tithe and offering, Father. Them that have paid, Father, we thank you and you bless them as well, Lord. Even them that didn't manage, Father, I know you can descend the hearts of your children, Father, that they wanted, but Lord, Heavenly Father, out of the abundance of their hearts, Father, that's why they paid. We want to thank you, Heavenly Father, this morning. We want to commit this service in our hands, Father. We want to commit also, Father, the men of God, Father, who shall come behind the sacred desk, Father, to labor and give your children what they are prepared, what what they have been preparing for. We want to thank you this morning, Father, as the prophet said, that each one, if comes the lake of fire, Father, Eventually it becomes a pillar of fire among us, Father, this morning. Amen. We want to thank you, Father, as we dedicate everything in our hands. We thank you for the ministration of the Psalms. We thank you, Father, for all that has been done before. We commit everything in the precious hands. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray, believe him, say, Amen. 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 Uh, we may be seated. While we greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it's a a great privilege once more this morning, especially when we gather um, in this fashion. The brother was praying here that uh, if you come with your, as brother Brenham said, if, if you come with your little uh, fire, and then everybody brings his, and then we make a bigger pillar of fire. Depends in actual fact according to your expectations. So if you expect less, you get less. Brother Brenham, he says, if you expect much, you get much. And then if you come to criticize, you also get a lot what you can criticize. Uh, And that is the weight. So apologies here from Brother. Uh, to Misang, 
And then Brother Mushabi also is held up. Mushabi. Together with my family. And then uh, uh, the DVDs for, for Zim. So I'm told that Brother Musizi uh, doesn't have the software. No, oh, I have the software. I have the software, it's just that we couldn't get All right. it. Oh, put it the way you want to put it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we have the software, it's just that we couldn't get it right, to do it in the right way so that it can play on a DVD player. All so right. we are working on that, but next week we are going to be having the DVDs. Oh, which one are you software, Mara? You so technicality, you put it. Yeah. Next week we are 10 Bs. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> yeah, so God bless you, Brother Mrs. will be able to give us those uh, DVDs by next week. And then, if I understand very well, it was 20 rand per DVD. Yeah, 20 rand per Yeah, so it's 20 rand per DVD, and I think they were about, all in all? Five services. Five services. Five services. Oh, yeah. so five services, 20 rand. So we expect some 100 rands here from the saints. And then, so, and then, so if you don't give money, you don't get a DVD. Yeah, so, and then, um, God bless you. <clears throat> and then, uh, Sunday school will resume on the 26th of July. So they are, they are still resting, the little ones. Am I right about the 26th? Oh, God bless you, the 26th. And uh, we will start with the Sunday school. And then uh, we, we, we've got, uh, I see the conference is fast approaching here. So we've got our conference as usual from the 25th of December. And then we had a meeting on Monday with uh, the board in Mamelodi. And we have tried but it seems that we will go, we will be going back to Beijing this year. We tried other um, places, but things they don't really come right. So there is a big uh, 70% possibility that we are going to Beijing. And, and then let us prepare for 1,600 Peru. So in one room usually we share for it's, it's two people sharing. So if you share it will be uh, 800 per person. That, that will be for two nights and then if you want the whole room it's 1,600 and then as for catering we have not yet decided on the amount but I think we can budget on the last year's uh, cost 
uma singasebenzisa kwamanje inani esilikhokile onyaka nodlula ngezokuzokuzokudla yeah even if there might be an increase it can't be much so let us start preparing ourselves for a conference. So God bless you. And then we appreciate your presence. Appreciate the music and the items. And then, uh, oh, I saw uh, Brother Oliphant with the, uh, is it a parato? Okay. <laughs> Alright. No, God bless you, brother Olifan. And your lovely family. And yeah, so uh, yeah, no. Keep on singing. Uh, thank you. You'll, you'll bring a, a, a what do you call solo? We don't have solos for brothers. No, 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 we don't have much of solo. I had some people. Oh, brother uh, I mean, brother used to give us some solos. And then brother, brother sometimes. And then yeah, in actual fact, who else does he sing solos here? Who? Oh, brother Clement, yeah. No, brother Clement, Clement and brother uh, Malaka here. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Pazi, God bless you, my brother. <laughs> okay, let, let us stand on our feet while we welcome our dear and precious pastor. Let us just sing a song while we welcome him on the pulpit. God bless you. <laughs>
I'm still figuring whether should I wait for a new body or should I start now. Amen. Some of us, the way we are, we are not that good. We need a new body. Amen. But isn't it beautiful to come to the house of the Lord and sing to our God? Amen. Where would we be had he not called us? What would we be had we not received this message? I better to think how things would be like if God did not send Brother Brandon in the end. Amen. I would have never known you. You would have never known me. But the reason we are in this manner, God has sent the prophet. With the message. And we all were magnetized to that message. You came from your corner. I came from my corner. And we agreed on one thing. This message. And this message. Are true. Amen. God bless you richly. As we turn to our Bible. We'll read from Let's just read only John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. God bless you, Masango. Always great to see you. That's Jonah chapter 1. From verse 1 and 2. And cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. If you are not there, is the Lord Jehovah laughing at you? In order to make a mortal, that is, so that we in the name, O Moses, O Kolo, O Memese, Pezuwalo, O Goba, O Bobi Bando, O Nyukele, O Sweni Bami, 
I don't know how many say I remember when the word of the Lord came unto me. How many remember? Amen. And then let us just jump to Isaiah 55. From verse 6. Isaiah 55 from verse 6. Isaiah 55 verse 6. It reads in this manner. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Mfunen o Jehovah ese naguto lagala. Nimbize ese seduze. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Omubi, magashie indlela yakhe nomuntu owenza ukubi imicabangu yakhe abuyele ku Jehovah, Uyakuba nomusa kuye yebo abuyele kunkulunkulu wethu ngokuba uyakwenza ukuthethelela kube kukhulu For my thoughts are not your thoughts neither your ways my ways saith the Lord Ngokuba imicabango yami asiyiyo imicabango yenu ezindlela zenu azisiso izindlela zami usho Jehovah For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and make it, make it it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Njengo, okay, verse 10. Yes. Ngoguba, njengo kwehla kwemvula, nekwa ezulwini, kungabuyeli kona, kepa, Kwenitisela umhlaba kuwenze ukuba uthele uhlume unike ukuhlwanyelwayo intlanyelo nodlayo isingwa. And so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. Liyo kubanjalo izwi lami, ele puma wami, ali ukubuyela zekimi. Linga gafezi loku ingi gufunayo, li pumele kuluku ingi litumele kuko. Amen. Just while we are there, Jeremiah 1, from verse 4, just 4 and 5. Jeremiah 1. Sisilapos fundenimu atika Jeremiah 1. in this man I found. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, 
And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Gingagabumbi esisweni, gawazi, ungagapumi esisalweni, gawungwilisa, gawubega, umprofeti esisweni. As we pray. This morning, once again, Lord Jesus, we've read a portion of the scripture which is not just a, a customary practice, but it is something that we solemnly believe that whenever we gather together, there should be a reading of the word. Amen. We were called by this word. We believe this word. And we believe one of these days that this word will rapture us. Amen. And that is why I think every man and woman in this building Whenever we read your word, we approach it with a certain sense of sincerity, knowing that our eternal destination is based upon this word. Heavens and earth shall pass away. But your word shall never pass away because it came, it was proceeded out of your own mouth. And this morning, I don't know what the needs may be there in the building. But you knew about the needs even before they became needs. He knew about the diseases before they became diseases. You knew about those that may need salvation even before they got lost. So everything that is happening, it has been predetermined. You knew exactly what is needed at this hour. And that is why you have called your people in this manner. Because you had something to speak to them about. Amen. Lord, as you'll be speaking to them, do not exclude me as your mouthpiece. I'm standing here as much to benefit as everybody else. We are here just waiting to hear our Creator speaking to us. And Lord, when we leave this place, I believe there will be results in our lives. I believe that whatever we've come here for, shall be realized. Mm. But I believe every believer in this building have got some sort of a battle that they are busy with. Amen. But in that battle, I know you're the great and mighty warrior. Mm. You will be able to salvage the situation and bring the enemy under their feet. That's exactly where he belongs. Maybe in this building, somebody is thinking about their loved ones. We have not yet come in contact with the grace of God. Wherever they may be, we send this prayer. Amen. And God touch them and somewhat make them to realize there is God who is rich in mercy. Amen. And Lord, I commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Now, just for a few minutes, we want to speak about divinely interrupted. Amen. Amen. A divine interruption. Amen. Because when we speak about interruption, 
it would apply, it would seem like you were busy with something. And then while uh, busy with it, then you were interrupted. And if we say divinely interrupted, it simply means you were interrupted by God in whatever you were doing. And that is why I have gone into the Bible and I read and I read where Jeremiah would say then the word of the Lord came unto me. And whenever the word came unto him there was something that followed after. Because when the word comes to you there must be an action after. There is an expectation of something that God wants you to do. Hallelujah. I went to check Ezekiel. As well say the Lord, the word of the Lord came unto me. And say, arise and go and tell them. So these people, whenever God came to them, they were busy with their normal routines. And as they were caught up in their routines, when God came their way, they were divinely interrupted. When Jonah was divinely interrupted, Nineveh was in need. When Moses was divinely interrupted, the Hebrews were in need in Egypt. When Gideon was divinely interrupted, Israel was in need against the Midianites. When Mary was interrupted, humanity was trapped in sin. When Paul was divinely interrupted, the Gentiles were in need of salvation. When Brother Brenham was interrupted, the bride was in need and was trapped in the denominational system. And I can say this morning, how many here were ever divinely interrupted? And if you have not been divinely interrupted, may God through this service interrupt you and change the course of events in your life. There is a heaven to go to and there is a hell to go to. And for you to get to heaven, you must be divinely interrupted. When you are divinely interrupted, it brings about God's intervention in your life. I hope we are together. That's why the scripture says, as we read in the book of Isaiah, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Folks, there's coming a time where you will seek him and you will not find him. 
bangani uzofika isikhathi lapho nizomfuna khona kodwa ningamthola but one still can be found uma ngatholakala seek the lord mfuneni and call upon him while he is near nimbize eseseduze because there is time the way he is not going to be near ukuthi sikhona isikhathi lapha ngeke abe khona eduze there will be a time where you would want to go to church and there would not be a church to go to uloba khona isikhathi lapho ufuna ukuya khona enkonzweni kodwa ingekho inkonzo ngaye kuyona and i don't know whether people realize that the, the door to this ark is about to be closed and if god closes this door no man shall open it and while it is still open get into the ark and i say if you are in the ark there is still something that you still need to do some of us our members of our families are not in the ark and then uh, uh, i think it should create a disparate need and say how can i get my family into this ark i don't know whether believers do, do they still have a burden for the people that have not yet come here or your right that's all let me tell you something heaven will be a grand place it will be a meeting place of friends and family and uh, i want to say to you don't go there without your family do whatever it needs to be done so that you go there with your family and you've got a remedy not to go alone because if you had enough faith to save yourself for your own salvation then that is brother Brenham says it means you can have enough faith for your household and I say believers if they are not in be on your knees brother Brenham in the midst of this great miracle and great ministry I was reading in the message souls that are in prison when he preached that message he, 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 he was convinced that mercy was over hallelujah because he saw what the third pole ministry would do to the eternally lost the people that the gospel would be preached to but they would not repent and when he came to the end of the service he asked brother Neville and said can you close in prayer and as he was closing in prayer brother Brenham interrupted the prayer of brother Neville and I wish you can go and listen to it on tape just 
just to get to the atmosphere what was happening. He said to the people, he say, those that are standing, just lean against the wall. If you can't make it to the altar. Because the place was so full, he said, those that are in the cars, wherever you are, just kneel down and pray. And when he interrupted the prayer of Brother Neville, he says, Oh God, I still have Becky, I still have Joseph, I still have Billy, they are not in. God forbid that mercy is over. You, you hear the prophet crying out because he knew that if I'm in and my family is not in, it is not sufficient. We need to go together. So I say to you, if your family is not in, you need to go and, and make sure that you pray that God may divinely interrupt them. And, and I think the priorities have changed as we will see as we go through the message here. Amen. Now it's easy. Let the wicked forsake his way. Hallelujah. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. No, no, no. And let him return unto the Lord. He will have mercy upon him. And to our God. For he will abundantly uh, pardon. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I want to emphasize that. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. And actually, if that is the case, never judge your eternal destination based on the thoughts of men. Because their thoughts may not be God's thoughts. Never judge your eternal destination based on the ways of men. Because all we know, their ways may not be his ways. But it says, for as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bath that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. When God sends his word, his word will not return to him void. When he sends his word, there is a purpose why he sends his way. And no matter what the devil does, he will never defeat God's purpose regarding his word. And this word, when it was sent, the scripture says, it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing where to I send it. 
When I read the scripture, then I went to the very first message that was on, on record. Oh, Brother Brendan preached it. In 1947, which is the very first message on the message sites. His first statement says, when you listen to that message, they are getting some new gadgets for recording. Why would the prophet mention that? He was simply go, it was God through the prophet. That every word that shall be uttered by this messenger shall be on record. They are getting new gadgets for recording. The natural types, the spiritual. I believe when the brothers were getting the new gadgets, God was getting his gadgets that whenever this messenger was going to preach, it was going to be on God's magnetic tape. God wanted to make sure that it will not fall through the cracks. And I want to say the voice of Brother Brennan, when you accept it, you will still meet it at the day of judgment. Amen you'll still meet it at the day of judgment affirming that you have made, you made the right decision. If you reject that voice, you will meet that voice again at the day of judgment. And that voice will condemn you. And the prophet came to a point where he simply said, as I'm preaching against the things that the people are doing. And he used California as an example. He said, I speak about against homosexuality. He says, but when I come back, then the rates have tripled. Until Peter said to her, what is the use to speak against it? Because the more you speak against it, the more it abounds. And the brother brother said, as, the, as long as I still have a voice, I will preach against it so that God can have it on his great magnetic tape. So that when they come at the day of judgment, because the Bible says, even the sinners will say, God, you have judged it justly. Because that voice will play again. That there was a man on the land that condemned this thing but his warning was disregarded and you still went that way and I say this morning even in this church there are things that you will speak again and the more they multiply it will never make us to stop saying it but we believe that our voice goes on God's magnetic tape 
And one day it will play along with the voice of the prophet. So that the people can say, or God can say, even though you never lived during the time of William Brennan, but there were men that came after him that continued to where he left off. And their voice are on God's magnetic tape. And I'm saying to you as a church, you may be testifying against certain things. And the more you testify against them, the more they abound. Do not stop. Because God's magnetic tape is running. It's capturing every word that you say. And it will be such a satisfaction on the last day where God plays your voice and say this woman Amen. lived in your community and she warned you about this thing and you disregarded the warning but you will be standing there with your husband executing judgment and that is why while there is still time let us speak at the top of our voices now he says they are getting new new gadgets for recording. And in the message condemnation by representation, he says, but in that day of judgment, when God's great magnetic tape will be played, we want our voice against wrong and for right. How many want that? In the message, taking sides with Jesus. He says, it's on tapes. That means everything that he said, it's on tapes. It will go worldwide on the tapes. Where people in their houses and those tapes will fall right into the hands of the predestinated of God. Because his weight will never return to him void. Whatever is on those tapes will fall right into the hands of the predestinated ones. He can direct the weight. He will direct the weight. He will direct everything just exactly to its cause. That's the reason he sent me back to do this. To store up the food here. But these tapes will be directed into the hands of the predestinated ones. So when this message came in your life, it was a divine interruption. When this message came your way, you, you had your grand plans. You had your life figured out. You knew what you believed in. You knew what you didn't believe in. It seemed like there was structure in your life. 
manner of preaching is this. And from that time, your thoughts became restless. Your beliefs became restless. From that time, you were shaken. What shook you? It was a divine interruption. And what was the purpose of that divine interruption? It was not for you to come and take a seat in church. We know the tragedy today. The people that came through, they think that their destination was a church, was a chair in a church building. That's not why you were interrupted. The reason you were interrupted is because there is a number upon the face of the earth whose bodies must change. And we will call it a and as long as you are not there you have not fulfilled your purpose while you are here my calling is higher than a church building my calling is that I need to go to the wedding my calling is that I must let go of this body and I must get a new body and that body shall never die the religious order of the day. As much as Jesus coming interrupted the religious order of his day. And the prophet in 1957 he cancelled all his meetings, overseas meetings. And, and by coincidence, 
Billy Graham canceled his meeting. Oral Roberts canceled his overseas meeting. Tommy Osborne canceled his meeting. And they were moving from state to state. From this state to that state. Preaching the gospel. And Brother Brennan made a striking statement. And said 1950. It is the year that America will make a decision. Either they will repent as a nation or they will perish as a nation. Now in 1958, he comes and he says America is doomed. I see people were quite uh, moved when they just legalized the same-sex marriages across America. To us, it was not breaking news. It's old news being recycled. The prophet long spoke about it. We don't expect anything from America. We expect that things will get worse and worse. Hallelujah. The prophet in the message is your life worthy of the gospel. Prophet when is your life worthy of the gospel? He speaks about it in this man. He says tonight. That's the reason this nation stays. She's doomed. There is no hope for it at all. She's crossed the line between judgment and mercy. She has elect, she's elected in what she has here to control the nation. She's rotten to the core. If you admire America, I've got news for you. It's rotten to the core. I don't want to be an American. I want to be a message believer. America is rotten to the core. It is exporting sin more than any other nation. She is rotten to the core. Her politics are rotten. The morals of that nation is lower than anything I can think of. Her religious system is rotten as well. She has become in doing this. She has now joined herself with all these churches and of the nation into the federation of churches and has taken the mark of the beast. What a thing. Why? Christ gave them the opportunity and said, come to my feast. When we are there on the feast, let's read Matthew 22 from verse 1. from verse 1. Yeah, I mean, this is just something 
Jesus says, and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son, and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. And again he sent forth other seven saying, Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. And they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm and another to his merchandise. Amen. I want us to contrast that scripture with Luke 14, verse 6. We'll come back to that one. That will look, it's Luke, Luke 14, verse 16. Luke 14, verse 16. It It says, Then he said unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many. And sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they, and they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I've bought a piece of ground. I think this was a land developer. I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another one said, I've bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. 
So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Isibuyele inregu, yabiga loko, enkosini yayo. Kona, umnini nlu, watu kutela, wati enwegini yake. Kauleza uye eme kwa kweni, eme nlingwini, yomuzi. The servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Just quickly, let's go back to Matthew 22. Verse 5. Verse 5. And they made light of it and went to their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnants took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. And when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. In Matthew chapter 22, he sends the invites through the servants. And when the, the invitations arrived, then they took the invites lightly. In Luke chapter 14, they took them lightly and they began to spell out excuses. Hallelujah. Then in Matthew 2, 22, after the, the servants came, they treated them spitefully and slew them. And it made the king to be full of wrath. And he went after them so that they can destroy them and bend their city. And I want to say, when this message came our way, when William Brenham was born, and a pillar of fire came over his head, he went from state to state in America. Until such time, I think it was the wife of Tommy Osborne, which is a 
the great one of the greatest evangelists in this day was talking on a television talk show and say when we got there we couldn't even find a seat we had to arrive early so that we can find a seat in the building and the buildings were overflowing at some point in time the venues had to be changed at short notice people came in numbers to come and hear this Kentuckian prophet but here's my question to you where are those people today where are those numbers that when Brother Brenham was around, they were there. What happened to them? They turned down the invitation. They were attracted by the miracles. They were attracted by the discernment of their hearts. But they missed the critical component of the message, which was the fullness of the word that came their way. Which was the ultimate invitation. They were they were they were happy when he came in the first pool, in the second pool, but when he brought to the third pool, then they turned to their back and said we can't go further than this. They rejected him. Great man that sponsored Brother Branham's meeting. They began to disassociate themselves and say we can't go further. Better than this. Some of them they wrote moving autobiographies about him. But when it came to the latter stage of his ministry, they turned their backs on him. And what did God say? God would not withdraw the invitation because the word was sent. And the word will accomplish what it was sent. It will accomplish what pleases God. The message was given out. And when the people rejected the message, the message cannot be withdrawn. And God said to the servant, because now they have rejected, go to the highway, go to the crossroad,
corrupted things. Maybe some of you don't know. But in South Africa, there is an apartheid collapse. It was a divine interruption. You want a quotation for that? When a nation has backslidden, Bibles are taken out. Same-sex marriages are introduced. State of women is testament to that. Motherhood is broken. Fathers are absent. It is a fatherless generation. And our country is beginning to resemble that. And yet, 
They've got form of godliness and denied the power of God. Why are they denying the power? They want to feel religious. They want to have a church to go to. But they don't don't want the word word to change them, change their habits, change their environment. That's what they are denying. But listen to this prophet. After he preached on this subject, the blessing prophet, Prophet. He says, God bless you. He says, as he was uh, talking to the altar call, he says, to see young women coming, weeping, life before them, they are at a crossroad. Some in this building are at a crossroad. They are at a crossroad. They are a victim of circumstances. Do you realize, old men, when we were boys, our boys have got ten times the temptation that we have. Sister, do you realize that your daughter has ten times the temptation you had when you were a girl? What will her daughter have? Look at the things, the pictures of the devil's painting. How we need to pray. Now we'll go back to you again. Brother, do you realize we don't pray half as much as our fathers did? Had we been praying, if our number of prayers was equivalent to the number of the times we touch our smartphone. The rapture would have long taken. How many times in a day do you fiddle with your cell And when you compare the ratio between fiddling with it and praying, what is the ratio like? And yet the devil is more vicious in your time than any other time. Do you see that we are letting down the guard, our guard down? Pastor, this is to me Do we know we don't put as much time on our knees as the pastors before us did? Women, do you realize you don't instruct your daughter and pray with her at night like your mother did? Then what about it? Who's guilty? We are guilty. 
There is no way around it we are guilty. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of not doing the job of God like I should do. I'm confessing it that I'm wrong. I'm asking God to be merciful to me. I look out here and see the opportunities I've missed because of petty things. Little old insufficient things that didn't mean anything. I'm ashamed of myself as a gospel minister before you. I repent before God and ask God to forgive me and the church to forgive me for being the letter about the work of the Lord. Everyone trying to tell you something to do. They've got a program. They've got something for you to do. Nonsense. I know God's program. It's written out here in the Bible. I'm ashamed of myself as a minister of the gospel. One million souls won. I ought to have ten million souls won. I'm way behind. What about you? How many souls you won since you have been to Christ. Christianity just goes from one to another. How many souls you want since you have been a Christian? If you are not winning souls, you are guilty. You are barren. You have brought shame on the church and the gospel. And I, when I looked at this quotation, and when you listen to it, you can think that it is far off. Today, we convince one another about ourselves. But we hardly go to where this gospel is needed. I, I hope we are together. I see young men in the message. I cannot even attribute one soul to them. What went wrong, brother? All they are debating this church which is my church is better than your church. What happened to the sinners in this world? What happened to the great commission? I'm asking a question here. Because today, I would rather spend time convincing Brother Mtogosi about this church let House Tabernacle rather than to convince him about the prophet of the hour. Let me tell you something. It doesn't mean when you are in. The people out there don't need the message. There are some drunkards that don't know their way out. There are some families that have given up on their young sons. They want a divine interruption. They want somebody that can come and say there is a solution. God sent the prophet and this message can break every chain. We, we need foot soldiers here. Heaven needs foot soldiers that can go and interrupt the program of the day. Where a family 
family is about to fall apart. When you come in, you become a light to that family. When was the time? When was the last time to give birth to a new soul? Testify somebody about this message. Because folks, whether you like it or not, we are right at the end time. There is no future for this world. Actually, any time we are going, we need to be enthused and go wherever. There is an invitation because we know the word of God will never return to him for but it will accomplish whatever it was sent for I was telling the brothers and say at this age at this time every city in the country must have a message church with a pastor but we look at cities and you look there is no stability no church, no pastor. Sometimes no services. What happened to the army of God? What happened to those men and women that can get into an area and shake an area and people repent and say, God, you send brother brother. You know what is the problem? We are involved in petty things and we are not even winning a soul. The reason you are here, somebody won you. Who have you won? When we never. Amen. You still love me? Amen. It needs to be sad. You can scan the town in Bumalang. Where are the young men that can go into those areas? Amen. But what they are busy with? Technology has become their God. Until he, he, he hits a pole while it is. He's not even conscious of his environment. If somebody says, you know, we, when you speak about God, have you ever seen even today when you've got a dinner with somebody? People don't talk to you. I always say it looks like it's easy to get a person via WhatsApp while you talk to them than face to face. We have become a faceless society. Even in marriages. Actually, I had a picture where I wanted to show you the, the, the whole family were looking at iPads, iPads and all those things. Even the dog was looking at them. <laughs> no time for prayer. Brethren, when was the last time to stop a cleaner at your work? Amen. To stop a cleaner and say, wait a minute. And through you, 
God brought a divine interruption in their lives. And say, my sister, do you know that God sent the prophet? If you've got a moment, shall we take a few moments and, and speak about this? When was the last time you did that? But all of us, we've got the time. You know, brother, this pastor, it's not that deep. I didn't hear him. Hallelujah. Doesn't understand the seven thunders. The seven seals is not, not a noun, it's a verb. It's what God does in a human being. It is a channel through which God comes and indwells a being. The prophet says it brought him back to the earth. And when it has brought him back to the earth, which earth? This earth. And when he's in this earth, what does he do? When he sees sin, he wants to interrupt. And say, my brother, there is a better life than the one that you are living. There is a better life. And there is a better way. And that way is the prophet's way. And when they look at you, they see God that you speak about in your life. Let's go to John chapter 7. John 7. I think we'll start from 14. <coughs> Verse 37. It says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture had said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Verse 
Amen. Because the spirit that was in Jesus is the one that we have received. And as long as he was alive, we couldn't receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But once he's dead, glorified, then the spirit came back to the believer. Verse 40. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said, of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the city of David and out of the town of Bethlehem, where David was. So there was a division among the people because of him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees and said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? The officers answered, never men speak like this man. Amen. I say, when was the last time where you went into a religious discussion. I remember as a boy, I was invited to a Bible study uh, of, of the Church of Christ. Uh, it was a Bible discussion, not Bible school. Hallelujah. Then when I was invited there, the, the place was full. And I took my corner the hours alone. No brother there was just alone. And, and they began to speak. And, and this message gives you the wisdom how to approach things. Yeah. And as they were discussing, I raised my hand and I said to them, I say, are you aware that adultery is not a sin? Are you aware that murder is not a sin? There was silence in the because no one has ever spoken like that. And why did I speak like Sin is unbelief. And you do that because you do not believe. And how can you believe if you did not receive the word? And how can you receive the word? Unless somebody sent to you and said, folks, I want to tell you God sent the prophet to the end time. And I am a follower of that prophet. I was not ashamed of it. One day, the psalm staggered into my flat. And I 
When they sat down there, they didn't know who I was, they didn't know them, and they said, we want to make you the disciple of Jesus. And I looked at them, I said, I lately want to be a disciple of Jesus. I want you to explain to me. But I say, your Bible is full of contradictions. And they say, what do you mean? Then I pulled to the scripture from Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. And I contrasted it with Acts chapter 2 verse 38. And I say, in what baptism must be baptized? Do I follow the disciples? Or do I follow Jesus? Because they don't talk the same thing. I brought scripture after scripture. When they were wondering what manner of this sinner is this, that knows the Bible the way, I say, brethren, the questions that I have, I do not thumbsack them. God sent the prophet in the end time. And for every question that I gave you, I put an answer to that question. I want to teach you the disciples of Jesus. And I to them. I showed them the scriptures. When we came to the end, I say pray. I could hear him praying. Oh God, we came here thinking we are going to teach our brothers. But our brother has taught us so well. It's not because we are clever. It's because Revelation chapter 10 Verse 1 was fulfilled. It's because Malachi 4. From verse 4 to 5. It was fulfilled. And my heart was tense. The way they believed. That's exactly how I believe. And every believer. Every visitor in the building. If you do not take this message. There is nothing that will change your direction to heaven. I hope you think as husband that is the truth. That is the only way in the end time. Any other way just shenanigan. Just a money making scheme. By churches. He gives so much in the collection plate. But when the chilling hand of death touches you, you realize it was not enough. Because why? You were swimming in sermons. A sermon will never take you to heaven. But John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was made flesh. That sequence is exactly what will take you to heaven. Apart from that, no remedy. Are we still together? Yes. How many believe that this message still has power? Amen. Amen. The birth of Jesus. It created an interruption. Let me read this quotation to you. 
So that I imprison paragraph 44. He says, one of these days, if you are not already, you'll cross that line. You'll never desire no more to do what's right. Do you hear what I said? Brother, sister, do you realize what has been said? You'll cross that line. You'll never want to do it. You'll still hear the gospel, sure. But you'll never accept it. It will be the faithful preaching to the eternally lost. Jesus, as he was saying, repent. There came a time after his death where he descended into the region of the Lord and found the people that rejected Noah's message. And began to preach to them about redemption. And when redemption is preached to the unredeemable, they hear the gospel, but they cannot repent. And as you come to church, and the gospel is being preached, and you go on with your way, one day, you'll cross that line. You'll still hear the gospel, but you'll not repent. It will be preached to the eternally doomed. And I say, my brother, this body must never make you proud. You know, when this body, as soon as life leaves this body, I'm told the temperature drops to below 1.5 degrees. And your body changes uh, uh, color. Because there's no longer uh, blood circulation. And it begins to go into a sinking position. And not long after the buried you, your hair will fall off, your teeth will fall off, your skin will move from its bones. And I say to you, this body, it may be dressed right with this suit. But as soon as the soul leaves this body, this body becomes nothing. It becomes failureless. When they cremate you, it just a small bottle of of, of, of ash. Uh, uh, you may have been a big giant threatening other gangsters. But at some point in time you are reduced to just an ash. To this size. My question to you is the only thing because when you've got a, a house, you need to make the house to be valuable. You need to paint it. You 
you need to take care of the garden. The people they think when they take care of this and put this and that on this body, they make it available. If it is not available, death will strip it of its veil. But when within this body, when there is a soul that was interrupted by God, and God stays in that soul, when this Tabernacle. It's dissolved. It's dissolved. You are your new self. A new body. Moves into another dimension. And the only way that this body can be available, Christ. Christ must come into your soul. And when everything shatters, that soul will roll into eternity as a holy being. And you stand in the presence of the Almighty God. And one of these days, your soul has got the ability to come back and pick up this body and you become a glorified body. There is value in believing in God. Not in a church, in God. And when you come to this church, the important thing is not to know the pastor. I've got no eternal life. The eternal life that I have is for myself. I've received eternal life. You need to know the one that is giving eternal life. And that one is Christ himself. The hope of glory. Actually, even the people in this church, it's very important to know that when you come in, your desire, your objective, to say, I want to know him. Which one? The same one that met the Samaritan woman. Which one? The same one that rose from the dead. Which one? The same one that conquered the dead. Which one? The same one that conquered the grave. My brother, my sister, you need to know him. Not us. Then you'll go to hell as a church. God is looking for a bride. The people that are full of his ways. That interrupt situation. This message. 
The devil wants to make this message ordinary. It's not an ordinary message. This message comes from the Almighty God. This message is the word of God. And it is here to help people to survive. It's God's provided way of worship. And his, as I mandate you, as a message believer, take the invitation to the crossroads. Take it amongst the drunkards. Take it amongst the hopeless people and tell them there is a hope. God still loves you. And I have got an evidence that he loves you. There is a prophet indicated by the pillar of fire that was sent in this generation. And that prophet, his message will change you. Will change your family. Remember, there was a time where there was a, a man that didn't take care of his family. He was a drunkard. They would come and fight with the family. It was a family that did not know peace. And then he, every evening, the mother and the kids would find a place where they would go and kneel down and pray. And the man would make noise. You know how they are. This is not a church. This is my house. But they would go and find a spot to pray. And the more they prayed, God was doing something that people could not see with a natural eye. The life of a drunkard was being interrupted. And one day, when they got into the room, and they were praying, then he came and knocked. And say, why are you praying without me? And he as well joined them and knelt on a chair next to them. And they could hear him crying, crying to God. And God said, God, I was not a good husband. Have mercy on me. What brought that man in? Because there was a family that was praying. Today, those that do not worship, they know politics in the message without even being in the message. Then you wonder why it does not have an impact. I hope, I hope you are taking mental notes. You are making, making an introspection. Is there a way by which we have made this message to be of non-effect? We have reduced it to a human activity. 
If that is the case, maybe you need to be interrupted in your thinking, in your approach. And God must come again and reaffirm the purity of this message. And you look at this message. I am fresh. How many say God interrupt us? Brother Brenham says the national force Amen. the national force oh. the national force oh. will put Israel back into her homeland. The national force will put the church into the well council of churches. And but the power of God will put the, bride, the church into the bride. Will make the bride to rise up. And in closing, we are busy with our routine. We go to work. We come back. We come to church. We visit our families. We visit our friends. I'm waiting for another great intervention. A great divine interruption. Where I will be on my way to work. And as I'm on my way to work, maybe I'll have people in the car that have hitchhiked with me. And I will pull over and park my car. And I'll give them a reason. And say, I just need to go into the bush. And then I will be back. And I will go into the bush. And as I'm going there, all of a sudden, there will be a vibration in my body. And when that vibration takes place, the staircase of heaven will drop. And I will walk into another dimension. They will still be in the car waiting for me to come back and say we are being late. Little will they know that there has been a divine interruption which will be the rapture of the saints. The reason we are in church this morning we are expecting a divine interruption. You will be driving or brother Gumet or whoever it may be. And the text will be full of people. And you will pull over and say, just excuse me. I need to grab something from this shop. As you walk, and they will see your part, and they will know, know where you disappeared. They will think that you have gone into the shop, but you will have gone somewhere where the table will never reach you. And the reason you come to this change. I'm not preparing you to be better debaters. I want the life of Christ to be full in you so that when that God's great magnetic tape, the tape of God 
my boots are good. When it is the, the magnet, my, my boots. When that magnet um, my boots is hovering around the world, when it comes around wheelbarrow, uh, you may be small, you may not be a pastor, but there will be a tag in you that will make you to disappear. And what is that tag? The word of God in your body. And I say, my brother, whatever we do, let us not miss that appointment. We, we may have struggles. We may have ups and downs. But when he makes that roll call, and when the saints go marching in, let your name be in that number. Because if that is not the case, you are attending conferences, will be in vain. You are coming to church, will be in vain. You are reading the spoken word, will be in vain. But I say, do not miss that appointment. No matter what the devil does, he must never make you miss that appointment. Be ready at all times. Be prayed up all times. The prophet says, Enoch walked with God. He was unconscious of the critics. He was unconscious of what the neighbors said. He was unconscious of what his family said. He was unconscious of what the men in the streets were saying. And as he was walking, 500 years, walking, walking, one day he walked and he was no more. Some of you have been walking for 15 years. And you feel tired. I say, keep on working. Some of you have been the message for five years. Keep on working. If they criticize, disregard that. Keep on moving. If they talk about you, pay attention. Keep on moving. One of these days, as Enoch disappears, you will disappear. God will come. Um, and interrupt the atoms of your body and all of a sudden there will be a vibration in the body actually God says the prophet says when you receive the word a body materializes from that way the body that you are waiting for it's already in you because when the word comes in you the word comes in you it is the word body and one of these days there will be so much power that this body cannot contain it has to break away and a new body will come to horizon that's exactly why we are here. Amen. We're not here just to meet one another. To impress one another. When my casket goes down, none of you will have anything to say to me. No matter how much you loved me, it will depend 
what was in me all of the days when I was coming to this place. And if there was nothing, God is not a respecter of a person. He is a respecter of his way. And if you are not right with his way, he will never break his way. And while you still have a breath, you need to make an introspection. Where do I stand? Amen. Just in closing, Mary one day, Mary, a young girl, used to her normal routine. We pick up a picture, go to the well, fetch water, come and cook. And later, Joseph approached her, asked her hand in marriage, and Mary was excited. It was just a, a normal life with a normal routine. She would go to the temple like everybody else. But one day heaven interrupted her and said, hey Mary, you are favored among all women. You shall have a son. And Mary, Maria, and say, How shall this be? While I do not know any man. And then the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come and overshadow you. Amen. If you check, we call the Holy Spirit this side after Jesus' death. We call it the Holy Ghost. There is a purpose for that. The Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Which signifies his death and resurrection. The Holy Spirit will come and overshadow you. And what you will conceive will be of the Holy Ghost. You shall call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. A young girl with angelic interruption being told that what you will conceive will change the course of humanity. This what you are conceiving it will change people's lives. Being spoken to the young woman and I say it doesn't matter how big or small you are. When heaven wants to interrupt you that means there is people behind you that must benefit from that interruption. And that's why in closing I want to say when God wanted you to receive this message 
thought you would go to a house if needs be every day and say daddy let's talk about this let's talk about this God let's talk about this scripture through me I think God is visiting you as well but we have kept it with us and when we have kept it with us we became barren and when you become barren I don't know whether you've got the English word Amen. Amen. complaints Amen. because a barren woman thinks that any other kid would not listen to her because she doesn't have a kid. But when you've got kids, you think every child is your kid. If you get what I mean. And I say, let us make this message to be of effect by yielding ourselves fully to this word. This message still has power. May God divinely interrupt you. God bless your
wrap up in prayer.
Father God, there's no father like you, Heavenly yes. Father. Out of all the gods that we know of, Heavenly Father, there is no God like you, Heavenly Father. The Bible says there are gods that have ears but cannot hear. There are gods that have eyes but cannot see. There are gods that have feet but cannot walk. The very gods that as human beings we make for ourselves, indeed, Heavenly Father, it has been proven through all the time that they don't work, Heavenly Father. It's only you alone, Heavenly Father, who Thank created you, the heavens and the earth. It's only you alone, Heavenly Father, who was there before there was anything. It's only you alone, Heavenly Father, who knows the future. It's only you alone, Heavenly Father, who knows the end before there is a beginning. Today, this morning, Heavenly Father, we don't know what to say, Heavenly Father. Mm. Through the way that we have heard, indeed, it is nothing but the truth. Mm. Our lives, Heavenly Father, individually, they were interrupted by your program, Heavenly Father. Yes. Through the day when we met this message, Heavenly Father, all of us, we realized that all our plans that we have planned, all the things that we desire to do, they are totally in vain. Mm. Today, Heavenly Father, we realize that as people, we are not just people, Heavenly Father. Mm. In this place, we are a peculiar nation, Heavenly Father. We are a nation that has been chosen by Thee. We are a church, a people that have been called out, consecrated for the kingdom of God, Heavenly Father. Help us, Heavenly Father, not to... Uh, look at ourselves as the people of the world, Heavenly Father, mm. because we know that we are different from them. We are not like them, Heavenly Father. Mm. Help us as sisters and brothers to conduct ourselves the way you want us to conduct ourselves. Mm. For we know that we come from eternity, Heavenly Father, and one day we are going back That's to eternity. As we are reminded of the separation that was in Egypt, oh God, that there was Egypt on this side and there was Goshen on this side. Yes. So it applies in our time, Heavenly Father, that there is the world on the other side right. and also there is a Goshen also in the end time. Mm -hmm. Which Goshen is it? It is the message of the right. hour where we are. We know very well that there is light. We know that the plagues that they are experiencing there in Goshen, that here where they are experiencing there in Egypt, that here in Goshen we are not experiencing them, Heavenly Father. Yes. Help us always on daily basis to remain and not leave Goshen. Yes. As you told your children of Israel that the day you leave the land that I have given you, that is the day when you are going to be scattered around the world and that is the day that you are going to face punishment. We saw that in the times of Hitler that the Jews were being killed. But we are glad, Heavenly Father, that they went back to Israel again, showing that they are ready to receive you again, Heavenly yes. Father. It is the time for us to realize who we are, Heavenly Father, because we know very soon, oh God, we are going to be living since well, the true gospel will be going back to the Jews. Help us to each and every day to cherish and treat each and every day with the trembling and fear to follow you according to your statutes. We know that time is no more. Help us, Heavenly Father, not to be playful. Help us, Heavenly Father, not to be just churchgoers. Help us, Heavenly Father, not to look at these petty things which are happening around us. Yes. The main purpose of those petty things which are happening around us, it is to distract our attention. May our eyes, Heavenly Father, be fixed on thee. May our eyes be fixed on thee, Heavenly Father, mm. so that when you come 
come, Heavenly Father, we are going to be ready. As I'm reminded also of the man that Brother Brenham talks about. He says, if there's anything in wrong in me, Heavenly Father, show me right now so that I can fix it. Yes. Because I don't want anything to distract me when that great day comes, when you come to take the change. Heavenly Father, we commit ourselves to you, and we are very much thankful for the message that we have brought with our pastor. Mm-hmm. A virtue has gone out of him. Again, we say, Heavenly Father, restore the virtue to him. In what he has spoken today, I believe it was not his words, but I believe it was you telling us what you have done in our lives. Mm-hmm. Help us, Heavenly Father, to yield ourselves to that uh, interruption that has happened. Mm-hmm. Let us not look back to the ways that we used to do. Let us not look back to our our past. Let us not look back to the things that we used to cherish, but may we embrace the word of God. May we embrace the message of the hour for it is the only thing that it is giving us hope. It is the only thing that it is giving us in the end time. In the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, as we will be departing, our, uh, each and every one of us will be going to different homes. We know very well that the devil is out there waiting for us yes. again to discourage each and everything that we have had today in the service. But we will never, never lose the anointing that we have brought today. We are going out there as warriors as soldiers to say, devil, you are a liar. Devil, you belong under our feet. We are not going to hear anything from you. As Brother Brenham taught us that the mistake that was made by Eve was to listen to the devil. This time, this Eve that is in Satan's Eden is not going to listen to the devil. That's what we do, Heavenly Father. We say, give us the strength as the week will be starting. I know that your children have faced different challenges through the week, but through today, as our brother has said it, that our coming here, may we leave this place being different people. I do believe that through the way that we have received today, we are a different people. The problems that we are facing are nothing. The Goliath that we are facing is nothing today because we have something which is stronger than Goliath. We have something which is bigger than Goliath and that is God himself inside us. Thank you Heavenly Father for what you have done. We cannot uh, thank you enough for your word that you have given us, for the love that you have given us, for the redemption that you have given us. We never done anything to deserve all of these things, but through your predestination and through your eternal life, you saw that we were fit to be your children and you made us to come in this time and predestinated us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for that as we commit ourselves to you, believing and trusting in the name of our Lord and, Jesus, and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 And then just uh, pray for us as we pray for you. We share the same enemies, the devil. Amen. Let's have a, a blessed, victorious week. Amen. Amen. When you meet the devil, tell him you don't know who I am. So don't mess with me. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Don't forget. We sang a beautiful song here on Wednesday. We almost did not leave church. Amen. Should we try it again? Did you forget? Pastor Rolimunakalo on Wednesday. He really blessed us. Amen. I picked up that when God's servants, they really surprise us on Wednesdays and days. Amen. We'll see. You, you, you forgot. Okay, okay. Malaga didn't forget.
ark returned. And was put in its place. David took off. Amen. When the ark takes its position in your heart. Then the devil is in trouble. Amen. Where's the throne today? Hallelujah. Amen. Just give us one. If we can go with you, musician. Yeah. Yeah. the Lord of time. But just one, and I'll make sure I leave the pulpit. Which one, brother? Especially my scholar, I see you call. If you are studying the new week, it's just like a plastic. <laughs> when the devil will be using his little shot to shoot you, he's trying. Amen. You even feel pity with your man. Satan, Satan, the word is will defeat you anytime, anyway, under any condition. Amen. So, there is no weapon, believers, isn't it true? It doesn't mean that they won't be there. There will be weapons, but there is nothing. That will harm you. Amen. There is no weapon formed against me. And he said in his words, you just hear blood pressure dropping. Blood pressure, Sugar dropping. Arthritis fading out. It's not just a saying because who He did say it. And mm. he that said it is more than faithful. No wonder whether the storm comes, we remain standing. No, Because there is no weapon. next to you, Tell the believer next to you, Nothing. Luto. Hallelujah. I believe that. 